Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the Liver King is one of the main carnivore guys on TikTok. The Liver King. Sorry, no. Oh, the, 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 the Liver King. It's not king. a courier service. <laughs> no, no, no. At least he called the Liver King because he's got cirrhosis or something like that. No, he, he just, he eats a lot of offal, like, raw offal. Like, he and his wife, the Liver Queen, just sit around <laughs> and just have a big platter of, like, l- like raw meat. And wow, yeah. Because my, my wedding anniversary is coming up and I was wondering what to do. <laughs> yeah, just go for a load of raw offal. Yeah, great ideas. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out are they really worthy of the hype. They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I'm joined today not by my usual co-host Will, but by returning co-host Alan Brady. Hello, Alan. Hello, Hugh. I'm... I'm I'm kind of a little upset that you didn't call me fan favorite. I just, I feel like that's the kind of status I was aiming for. I was hoping yeah. for, well, okay, maybe, yeah. I mean, anything to bring David Kenny down to peg, as we've established previously, the only reason I ever had any interest in being in this podcast was to get one in the eye of David Kenny, who I think has now been on it five times, has he, or six? Well, it's so funny I, um, because we had a little, we had a little pool between the regular co-hosts as to how long it would take for you to bring up David Kenny, and it turns out that oh. uh, my guess of oh. minus five seconds is correct. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Absolutely. Oh no, no, no. Away. I mean, hey, look, as Polonius says, that own self be true. I am what I am. I'm a man who's full of spite, particularly yeah. for my closer friends. The closer someone is to me, the more I judge them for the way they choose to live their lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Last time you directed a lot of spite towards Will as well, and I can't yeah. help noticing he's not here. I mean, look, some people are saying I bested him. That, that is what some people are saying. I don't know who these people are, 
that's an opinion that has been expressed. Is it true? Not for me to say. That's the Not top line. Yeah, that's the top line. Yeah. Alan, yeah. you were on yeah. episode number 75 when we discussed breakfast cereals. Um, what Indeed. have you been up to um, in the last, I don't know, 30 weeks since that came out? I mean, primarily, I mean, you recall the last time I was talking, I had, um, I've been told by my GP that I had pre-diabetes, uh, which I was yes. obviously very concerned about. Uh so much so that I came on your podcast and ate my own body weight in Crunching a Cornflakes. And uh, yeah, just, just pleased to, please to report that it's still pre-diabetes. I have a friend, uh, one of my children's friends, father is a doctor. I was talking to him the other day. He's not my doctor. No. But he, I was telling him I had pre-diabetes and he said, you know what you got to remember about pre-diabetes? And I said, yes. He said, it's not diabetes. I was like, great. So I'm happy to be here. Another so he's very much episode. bringing you. So do you... you your doctors operate a kind of good doc, bad doc system, do they? Where they kind of, one brings you up, one brings I mean, you down. About, I mean, I don't think either of them will be keen on me doing this podcast, is the truth. <laughs> but they're very nice women. They're very nice people, Dr. Reed and Dr. Tara. They're very pleasant. They're very good doctors. Mm. And um, they give me excellent advice. And um, I'm on all kinds of medication now I uh yeah I mean it sounds like I'm broadcasting from a hospital I'm just like a man <laughs> in my 40s I was I was I was in my parents house this morning and my dad who is in his early 70s asked me how many pills I have to take every day uh, to which I said four and he responded that's bullshit I'm on 11 <laughs> and then when I told him I only have to take pills in the evening he laughed even harder he's like oh man I got a morning slot and an evening slot so like my dad is like pulling rank on me mm. uh, but I mean like look human life expectancy used to be 43 and I'm going to be 44 in a month yeah. so like essentially from here on out like any any days I get I, de- I get because of medicine and well, and, and in theory, nutrition as well. Although I'm about to eat a lot of biscuits, yeah, I'm, so. I'm not convinced by that. Based on yeah. based on on our experience of you, but yeah, it is that thing. Someone I hurt my back last week, and someone asked me how did I hurt my back, and I was like, I, I don't understand the question. You know, yeah, That's just that just happens now. You know, I picked something up or I tied my. I shoes. had to go to physiotherapist. I had um, really serious problems with my legs. I had to go to the physiotherapist. It was part of it had to do with this weird bike seat that I had for my kids, where I would cycle with my knees out so I kind of taught my legs to cycle with the muscles in my calves and my ass instead of my thighs which you know was a bit of a design flaw um, but I, 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 I mean I kind of got to go visit and the physiotherapist was just like yeah so just some of this is just biomechanical and I was like what does that mean he's just like you're old so you do these exercises a couple times a week and I'm like okay and how long do I do those for just forever just yeah. forever you do these exercises or else your legs will be so stiff you can't walk so that's just your life now you're gonna have to give us a visual on this. Like, is this knees splayed? Like, are they akimbo? Yeah. Or, so yeah. it was like you, you know that kind of old fashioned thing that goes in a crossbar. That's like an extra saddle. It wasn't like that at all. It was like you know the big seats for very small children that go in the back of bikes. Yes. Like foot wells and everything. Yeah. Imagine one of those, but transposed onto the crossbar. <laughs> and like, I think it was supposed oh, okay. to be for like you know, you right. might kind of cycle your kid to the beach once a week on it. Whereas I was bringing my child to school and then going to work and then coming home with this thing on the bike. So that was about 10 or 12 kilometers and I was mm. doing that five days a week. So, I mean, I really messed them up. But also part of it was just age. And like, you know, I'm sure there's 22 year olds do that. I'll tell you, problem. you're burning a lot of calories doing that cycle, you know. That's yeah. got to be doing something for Dr. Tara. Yeah. No, I mean, Dr. I mean, you know. I, I do, no I do I actually get loads of cardiovascular exercise I'm just massive scratch That's who I am <laughs> just, I don't, you know I turned 40 a while ago I just don't give a shit Like I'm just 
you know, I bought my clothes in Marks and Spencers. Yeah. The point is, like, I'm not, like, out in bars being like, oh. Yeah. Look at yeah. me, skinny in my shirt. You know those guys, you know, the shirts. The shirt, you know the shirt guys. They all have the shirts. They all, the one time they iron in the week is to go out on a Friday night. Get late. You know, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I mean, I was, I used to iron shirts on a Friday night many years ago. I know what it is. It's a stage of life. The stage of life, you know. There's a time, time to reap and a time to sow, baby. Yeah, time to eat biscuits, a time to drink milk. Yeah. I can't help noticing today, Alan, though, that your shirt is a Wu Tang shirt. Are you a big, big Wu Tang guy? I I went through a phase now in the late nineties. Their first two albums, I did listen to them pretty obsessively. Hmm. And uh, I used to have a a radio show with a friend of mine. Um, wasn't entirely street legal. Um, it was a sort of uh, I had to go to an apartment in an undisclosed city centre location and a man had a he had some sort of a mast somewhere in the Dublin Mountains um, he still owes me money actually he's a complete pain in the hole but it was before the year of podcasting when like any old dipshit could just you know he had to have so and we had tens of listeners I mean literally tens of listeners many years later I met somebody who listened to our radio show who I didn't at the time know and I was just shocked I didn't think there was any reason for anybody to listen to it unless it was me and him nagging them about it but anyway yeah so I used to play all the time on that I mean I I like, I have so many questions, but I know I'm not the only one who has so many questions. So speaking of nagging all the time, uh, here's our producers, Anya and Michael. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, Alan, right. Hello. So, it, uh, what, what was the TV show? What was it called? Or what was the radio show it called? It wasn't a TV show, Anya. R- it was what was the radio show <laughs> It was called? called The Saturday Night Special. It was on okay. from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. On Jazz FM. Primetime. It was primetime. Was it talk radio or both? It was like, it was a music, it was it was a radio, it was a pirate radio station around the turn of the century. Which is a phrase I always like using because people always think that you mean when the 19th century began the 20th century. Even though it's been <laughs> yeah, 23 the, years. Yeah, We're like yeah. a quarter into this century. But um, it, oh, was, it was, it was, it was, um... It was kind of like a, they had a weird music policy. They used, to, they were called like urban I don't know. Anyway, so we used to play a lot of hip hop and a lot of old funk stuff and a Motown and soul. And when my co-host would let me, I would play jazz, but he wasn't that keen on it. And um, we we would like we would chat. Like we did, we did, we did almost get kicked off our pirate radio station because we were told we were told on no like under no circumstances we were allowed to drink anything at all before we went on air. And like the guy who ran the station, and he was weird because he had this. It's whole... not really in the pirate spirit. Well, is the thing it? is, you know, he was like he was a weird dude. Like he he owned he owned this pirate station called Jazz FM, right? Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, he obviously incorporated some company called Jazz FM. And I presume the Articles Association okay. of the company did not say to broadcast illegally from the Dublin Mountain. <laughs> yeah. But as far as he was concerned, like he owned the Jazz FM brand, and there was a, okay. at the time yeah. there was a, a a radio station in London called Jazz FM, um, which was owned by the Guardian Media Group. And he would openly okay. tell people that, like, he had heard that they wanted to launch a Jazz FM in Ireland. And when they did, he was going to charge them three three million euro for the name. And, like, you will know, <laughs> in 2023, <laughs> there is no Jazz FM in Dublin. And, in fact, yeah. the London station changed its name to Smooth FM. So he was punched by that. <laughs> but he was just this weird dude. And he ran this radio station. They had this, like, you know, would you like to be in the radio station call out for DJs thing. And my friend and I did a demo. We sent in the tape and he rang us up and told us we could have the two o'clock in the morning shift, which we said yes to. But then somebody pulled out and we got eight o'clock on a Saturday night. And 
we just like we were mates and we used to chat and one time we went for like two beers before we went on and I said something about his I said something about his mother and somebody rang in to complain and I'm like what are you doing <laughs> this isn't Radio 1 like what like, I could go to the broadcasting authority we are literally hiding from the broadcasting authority. You had to go to an apartment of some other third party to do this. Like it wasn't yes. either of your apartment. That is no, no. wild. So why have we brought Alan back on, presumably to eat something sugary? Yeah, so it's it's another taste test episode. So this was this concept, dare I say, was pioneered by Alan's nemesis, David Kenny, with the Toasties episode, which I think was our first iteration of this. Uh, yeah. And this time we're turning our attention to the, the humble biscuit, uh, where we're going to try one we love, one we hate, one we've never had before in an effort to try to figure out if they're a legitimate like. I spent ages trying to think of puns for that, Alan Michael. I couldn't. There we are. All right. Okay. We're going okay. okay. to kick off with our three questions. This episode's going to be a cracker. Michael, Michael, do you, do you want to go first? So, familiar format of question, I'm going to give you three biscuits, two of which are real, and one of which I have made okay. up. Okay. okay. So you've got to try and, and spot the made up one. Okay. So first we have the cat tongue, which is a small biscuit or chocolate bar available in a number of European, Asian and South American countries. The name comes from the fact that the biscuits are long and flat, somewhat like a cat's tongue. Second, then, is the Chuck Biscuit, an Australian recipe made of rolled oats and leftover apple cores. That's the Chuck Biscuit. And then the third option is a Drabble Cook, a round and hard cookie from the city of Sneek in the Netherlands. <laughs> and the name of the recipe comes from the technique used in its making. The recipe is made by drabbling or <laughs> dribbling or in Dutch drabbling strings of the liquid dough into hot butter so which is the one that i made up is it the cat tongue the chuck biscuit or the drabble cook (laughs) it's gotta be the chuck biscuit you're too pleased with the apple cores thing you're delighted with yourself the apple cores thing there's no way that people are eating biscuits made out of apple cores and you're a real chuck with yourself for that joke so i'm going for the 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 australian one that's my guess Oh, he's straight in. You've also, uh, your face is frozen wow. Alan, in, an, in, an, in an expression of real... Uh... <laughs> but what's funny is, what's funny is it's, 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 it is moving slightly, so possibly this you, is just the way you, you look. You look a bit like oh, a photo of oh, you're back. the police is he back? might have put together. Is that better? <laughs> Every now and then your eyes blink, but none of the rest of you moves. So like your mouth doesn't move, but the eyes, it's like one of those paintings that follows you around the room. But it was just such a cutting assessment of Michael from this, this unmoving, unthinking man. Oh, oh no, oh, he's gone. We lost Alan. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Oh, um, God, his, well, his star He was very so definitive there. Anya, have you oh, any thoughts here? I'm... Oh, he's straight back in. He's back. I think I'm on my back. back. I'm you're back. back. You're back. You're back. back. Yeah, that was you're amazing. Back. You're back. <laughs> right, sorry. Back with the bang. So the old <laughs> Chuck Biscuit, the only thing I'd say is I would expect Michael to come up with a better name than the Chuck Biscuit. But, but is, he not hiding the, is he not hiding it in plain sight? Yeah, like, he's on to him. Is it not like the most obvious... You know, he might as well call it the Dingo Biscuit. Do you know what I mean? Like the Chuck. What an Australian sounding biscuit. Dingo ate my it's biscuit. It's a wallaby yeah. wafer. A drabble co- is, isn't an anagram of something, no? Uh, what was the other yeah. the cat tongue Europe South America and Asia is interesting mm. yeah yeah mm. is that a brand Michael or is it a no it's a type of biscuit okay. I could very very easily be very very wrong but I'm sticking to my guns you're chucking away your apple cores okay well let's go yeah. with Alan there I mean 
it, like you nailed it absolutely nailed it that's the that's the made up one um uh, what i will say is that what did well does anyone know who or what chuck biscuit is no oh is he uh a porn no. star uh chuck biscuits uh who was born in 1965 is a canadian drummer best known for his work in several punk rock bands including doa black Fa- flag the circle jerks and then danzig Wow. Uh, so a real person. So maybe we'll lay off his name. Okay. Okay. You know? Have a bit of respect, guys. All the guys. best to Chuck. Yeah. I've yeah, only ever heard of one of those bands. Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. We'll lay yeah. off his name and his career then. Did I you guess. play them on your your uh, jazz FM? The Saturday special. No. Sunday special. Wouldn't have been Saturday night special. Saturday, Saturday night special is a twenty-two caliber pistol that was very popular with uh, pimps in New York City in the nineteen seventies and eighties. And you just felt a, a certain natural affinity that's why we, yeah. we well there was actually after that. there was there was a there was alan was putting a story out that the new york pimps wanted to uh set up a 22 caliber pistol in dublin and then he would be able to sell the name <laughs> exactly for three million exactly i was gonna be in the money my uh second question is a bit of a, a real michael one to be honest uh what is the world's best-selling biscuit Ooh. by brand the brand the, the branded name well i mean so like the, the one that jumps to mind straight away is is a digestive for me. Uh-huh. Uh, what else have you got? You've got ginger nuts, I guess, to some extent. You've got see anything that goes more complicated with marshmallows and things. Does it include things with chocolate on them? Is a Kit Kat a biscuit, for example? Great or question. Is a Kit Kat a bar? I know. Great question. No. I, I feel like before we can answer this question, we've got to really set the the jurisdictional parameters. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, for example, the penguin bar is is a biscuit. A biscuit. Yeah. The, the purple yeah. snack arguably a biscuit. Club milk. Club milk is definitely a biscuit. A two finger Kit Kat biscuit, four fingers. It's just a snack. I think. Yeah. I think these belong in the in the in the chocolate bars episode, which listeners can go back and and listen to. To be honest, I, there might true. be listen as as will probably come up later. There have been major decisions on what is and isn't a biscuit, but I think. I mean, I'm. I think we should be answering this in the proper spirit, which is things that are biscuits. I think if it's a biscuit, the expectation is you're going to eat more than one of them in a single sitting, you know. Whereas at the bar, you're going to eat one and that's it. <laughs> Speak for you yourself, know? dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you think I got pre-diabetes with that fucking attitude? No way. I'm, well, I'm just. I'm wondering, like globally, right? Like. You know those like kind of those sort of the, the, what they call lotus biscuits? They're huge in Belgium. Oh, they're so delicious. But you know, there's, there's things like that that like mm. I I can't remember ever having a digestive in Spain, but like <laughs> I've gotten a cup of coffee in Spain and had a little kind of digestivo, a little lotus biscuit beside it or something like that. I'm I'm just thinking globally. Mm. Yeah, are, you're are on we the, being you're too on, parochial thinking about? You're on the right track, Alan. Those little coffee biscuits. No, it's not. It's or is it not Oreos it. or something like that? Oh, Alan's got it. It's the Oreo. It's the, the world's... Is it Oreos? Best well, you think about it as well, though. I mean, they are absolutely everywhere. And did you know that the Oreo is actually uh, the second iteration? It, 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 it was a knockoff of another branch. Do you know what the original type of Oreo was? It's still on the go in the States, I think. Or I'd say whoever this is raging. <laughs> it's just like oh, you admit it. he's just propping up a bar somewhere being like, yeah. Oreo, <laughs> I'll tell you about Oreos. It's the uh, the Hydrox biscuit, and I think sometimes you'll randomly hear Americans talk about them. But that was the original version, and then Oreo was a new. A he new called version. it the I mean, Hydrox. Branding is everything. Yeah, there, right? That sounds like that stuff you got to drink before you have a colonoscopy. The Hydrox. Like, it does. Yeah. Come on. I know. 
Like he's, he's yeah. let himself down with the name there. That is not an appetizing sounding name. So my last question is, I'm going to give you three celebrity biscuit facts, two of which are real, one of which I've made up. Okay. 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 Snoop Dogg's cookery book from crook to cook includes a recipe for peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. My second fact, Tom Cruise is a huge fan of Nice biscuits and was often seen nibbling on them between takes on Top Gun Maverick. And my third fact, George Harrison and John Lennon once had a big fight because Yoko took some of George Harrison's digestives. Wow. You've done well there. You've done well. And you know what? We've picked we've picked here because I was trying to think like which would Anya want, but Anya loves Snoop. She loved yeah. Top Gun Maverick. And she's a Beatles Beatles fan as well and could be trying to draw me in there as well. So yeah, she's she's I'm, I mean she's got a better poker face than Michael does. Do you know what I mean? Like it was pretty obvious from Michael's tone which one he made up was because he like barely choked back the snigger. But um <laughs> it's a it's a chip you know, And which one have I made? <laughs> um We'll see who gets this one. But um I'm I'm my instinct is the Maverick and my my I don't feel as confident about this one, Hugh, but I'm going to throw my logic past you here, right? Mm. Like, Snoop Dogg definitely has a cookbook. I'm sure he has a cookbook. There's no way. He First, does, he he's does. He's definitely good at getting yeah, paid. He has a cooking show as well. Yeah, so. cooking show. He's on ads for Just Eat. Like, and it's not like it's a mad biscuit. No. It's not like Snoop Dogg has a recipe for some sort of incredibly complicated mm. thing you'd see on the final of Bake Off. You know, like it's, that's very... A bush. That's very believable, yeah. And then, like... By the end, as I understand it, I, I fundamentally don't give a shit about the Beatles in a way that people get very upset about, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> but as I understand it, by the end, like the other three, Yoko could have like donated large amounts of money to charity or saved a drowning child. And the other three would have been like, fucking Yoko, stay of her. So like, it's very <laughs> believable that George and Paul or George and John had a big fight over anything to do with Yoko. Whereas, like, Tom Cruise is, like, he's, like, a 60-year-old, 60, he's 61 in, like, two weeks. And he is in, like, extraordinary physical condition. And the idea that that dude is eating any <laughs> amount of biscuits just doesn't seem that likely. And he, he also, as well, famously, he also eats all his own biscuits when he does films. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I would lean towards the Beatles one being made up, but but you're two for two so far, Alan, so I'm going to go with you. You're dead right. Tom Cruise is not a huge fan of these biscuits. Uh, but Snoop Dogg does have a cookbook, you're dead right, uh, from cook to cook. And George Harrison and John Lennon did have an enormous fight. Uh, Yoko, at one point during recording, padded over to George Harrison's box of biscuits, took one, and George Harrison said, that bitch. And uh, what else do I have here? It said, that bitch, she's just taken one of my biscuits. Um, Could we give it to us as George, please? That bitch! I can't. You know I can't do this. She's just taken one of my biscuits. No, I can't do. And Lennon started shouting uh, uh, back at him. Um, So uh, there was uh, yeah, big big round. Uh, And that was during Mm -hmm. uh, they were recording. What were they recording in 1969, Hugh? Abbey Road or Let It Be? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Abbey Road. It was during the recording of Abbey Road. Mm. So I think they're also completely off their box on drugs at the time. Well, it just make people super. Sixty nine was was a time certainly when John was doing a certain amount of heroin, which probably didn't oh, help. Right, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be weird <laughs> if one of us had our spouses just sort of padding around now eating biscuits. Yeah, my biscuits. Yeah, if your you know husband I mean? walked into my room right now and took some of the biscuits that I have, actually, that'd yeah. be lovely. I'd love to see him. 
I yeah. can't be yeah. I mean, I have so many biscuits in this bag. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would just seem so mean-spirited not for to me give to Yoko Ono a biscuit. Any passerby a biscuit. Like, it's just hard to imagine like, there's Yoko honestly, Ono like, eating a biscuit. There must be 200 biscuits in this bag. <laughs> like, okay. don't be so scabby so biscuits so we're gonna do uh, Michael do you wanna do one we love first uh, yeah let's do it yeah 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 okay Hugh you, do you wanna go first yeah now what I would say is, so I'm in Kerry okay I drove to Kerry yesterday and I'd forgotten right. we were doing this episode okay but okay. I managed to pull into an Aldi on the way okay right. so first of all all my biscuits are Aldi brand biscuits so rather okay. than your McVitie's your Jacob's your whatever I've got the brand Belmont biscuits, okay, <laughs> for all three of mine. So the name of, actually only the name of one of them is slightly different to what you would normally recognize. I was in there, I was looking at different biscuits. I mean, again, we might come on to the question of whether it's possible to have biscuits that you hate because they're biscuits. But um, look, I, I went for a classic. I went for a digestive. Of course um, you did. So, yeah, I did. I yeah. did. And do you know what? Again, there was the option for a chocolate digestive. I thought about hobnobs as well, although in there they were called, like, oatsums. Um, but uh, <laughs> and I, I was kind of... I'd, I'd go either way. But, um, but yeah, I went for the digestive. And the digestive is just a very satisfying biscuit, you know? It's a great choice, Hugh. It's a great so choice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it out. Respect I like this. the, I like the, 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 the. I just like everything about them. Do you remember though, when we were younger, you used to be able to get blue digestives as well, which were a slightly more savoury biscuit, and you'd eat them with cheese and things like that. Uh, they were, what? they were, Ooh, a salty they were a sort of grown-up digestive. Yeah. Sorry, were they in a blue packet, or the biscuit mm. itself was blue? No, oh, the blue packets. Blue yeah, packets. Yeah, I was like, sorry, yeah. what? Um, I think when digestives were originally uh, made, they were. They were medicinal, yeah. like they're, it's a, it's a, it's, it's Because they had to... sodium bicarbonate but in also, them, I think, as well, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, like when you open a, a new pack right? of digestives, as I just have, you know, you, the crunch on a new digestive, it's true for a lot of biscuits, I guess, but yeah. that, and you know, I sort of said like, I don't want to eat a load of biscuits tonight. I thought I'll, I'll have one each of these, but I mean, I hope there's no way I'm not going to have multiple digestives here now tonight as we go through this episode. Yeah. I will say now, I will say they're, they are not quite up to the standard of a McVitie's digestive. They're very really? close, but yeah. just just a little bit little bit missing, I feel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. originally, uh, I don't know, biscuits come from sea biscuits, which were originally a thing that you brought to sea. So they, they traveled well. So biscuits used to not be sweet and they'd they were be like packaged hard to be used. biscuits, yeah. Be like, yeah, to be used as like military rations. And uh, I want to ask you a question. I'm sorry, I have a burning question. I feel like you, you have just indicated a level of knowledge on you that suggests to me that you are the person who will be able to answer this question. Okay. So like yeah. lay it on me. Obviously, here we call them biscuits. You know, from the French cooked twice. Biscuit. Um, by cuit. Yeah. Um my <laughs> grandfather was obsessed with telling that all the time. And in North America they call them cookies. But they have a thing called biscuits in America. They call them mm. biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And mm. I have a notion that it is some sort of a like savoury bun or like does anybody it's know what that like, is? Like it's a, a bit like a scone. Like a scone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've any yeah. North American listeners, they're like this far into the podcast. Like, <laughs> like wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> this is for them. This is the cookies episode. This will go out as the cookies episode. So I, I, I think cookie is from some kind of Dutch thing like cookie. 
or something. And uh, that's <laughs> I, I I looked it up earlier, but but biscuits were originally a military a military ration. Mm. Uh, but but sorry, where does the where does the cook twice thing come from? Because biscuits aren't cooked twice, are well, they? Did we cook them twice? I mean, my grandfather, who died in nineteen ninety seven and was born in nineteen oh five, was. Mm-hmm. Probably the maddest person I've ever met, and you have some sense of the company I keep. So, like, he used to tell me all the time that biscuits were called biscuits because they were twice cooked. He also he was an engineer in the ESB. He had a story he used to tell. I mean, he, he would tell it multiple times a day about how he got electrocuted once, but he was standing on a rubber mat, um, so he didn't die. And like, I have seen, I saw him stop strangers in the street to tell them the story, and like. <laughs> I've seen strangers' eyes look at my grandfather and say, I wish to fuck you. I've been electrocuted just because then I wouldn't have this stupid conversation. <laughs> so, like, that is my source of the bi thing, right? And, yeah. I mean, he also used to go on about how his grandmother was a Quaker. And that is actually true. Like, we are, in fact, related to Quakers. In fact, we are related to the Jacobs, which, um, obviously, is vaguely, vaguely... Relevant. Yeah. I should mention, my granddad, my granddad did a little time during the Civil War, like, in a not... Like, on the one hand, he didn't have a trial, but on the other hand, he was fucking guilty. But um, the, <laughs> he also spent quite a bit of time in Germany in the 30s. And, like, okay. nobody in my family ever talked about it. So I don't really know <laughs> what happened there. And, like, I suppose I'm much more interested in the kind of Quaker end of that side of the family. The kind of yeah, seeing the light of yeah. God and everybody egalitarian. So I don't re- but he, like, for example, my grandfather, he was so obsessed with European standardization. You know the plug, it's called a two pin insider at the plug that they have in, in continental Europe. Yeah. Like I was I was just on holiday yeah. in Spain recently. I probably have an adapter line around here somewhere for them. My granddad changed all of the sockets in his house to those sockets. How very inconvenient. <laughs> so Michael. He so Michael. believed that like he was he was like the first wave of European standardization of sockets across Ireland. He was the only, okay. And like he would buy an appliance and he would have no, like he'd have a three pin plug on it and he wouldn't be able to put it. So like my mother would like, my mother was to go and like buy, and was before the internet, she had to like order like big boxes of these, these plugs so that whenever like he got a new iron that, you know, and I would get, I learned how to put on a change of plug quite a young age because somebody had to change granddad's plugs. And he used to plug out his fridge at night to save money. Whoa. Which was... P- profoundly counterproductive because that's all the food went off. <laughs> to be replaced. Have you ever seen yeah. um, that program? Is it like America's Cheapest People or something? And there was a guy on oh, it yeah. who uh, had a hot tub, but he used it for everything. So he washed in his hot tub, but he, oh. but he also he, he washed all his dishes, but he also cooked all his food. So he'd have like a Tupperware <laughs> of noodles, and he just said it like bobbing around, and it's giving me that energy. I can't um, love that. I can't goodness, love I'll, that. I'll, po- I'll post the clip as an accompaniment. <laughs> I think Alan, I I think we gotta let you go digging around that market down the bag. Yeah. What, what's yeah. your favorite yeah. biscuit? What's what's the one you you love? I actually, I mean, I. This is this is quite hard, so I actually have eight packets of biscuits here. <laughs> Even though I was instructed to get three. Um, and I I it is a real photo finish for me in terms of my favorite. And it, it okay. kind of deb- that's all right. We'll accept two. So, I have, the milk chocolate hobnob. Right. Okay. Okay. Which is just I'm gonna open it here a little ASMR action there for your for your recording. And like I have here a cup of tea and a cup of coffee. It's <laughs> actually both quite cold now. Um but I feel like with a yeah a tea or coffee, particularly with a coffee, I find a hobnob is kinda of unbeatable. It's got a lot of flavour going on. It's very salty for a biscuit mm. with yeah. that much chocolate on it as well as being mm. sweet. But mm. it's just a it packs a real punch flavour wise. He's mm. eating it. 
Mm. He's eating it. He's really enjoying it. Oh, that's a good stuff right there. Do you like do you like a non chocolate hobnob as well? I was gonna say I was gonna say I respected Hugh for the choice of the plain digestive. Alan, you bring in the chocolate hobnob makes me think you're a little bit childish. Okay. Well, just to point out. Sorry. So the man who has eight packets of biscuits here and eats. Crunchy yeah. nuts all night long. You think he's exactly. childish? Like when we did when we did cereal, I brought crunchy nuts. A little bit, obviously. just a little bit. You know, <laughs> Michael. When we did cereal, wanky. when we did cereal, we all went to your house, and Michael and Michael and Alan brought all the spare cereal home with him. <laughs> That's true. I did. That's true. I did. He did. And when I told my children what I was doing this evening, they said, "That's brilliant. There's going to be so many biscuits to eat tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I we can cover mine as well because I've got the same one as Alan. Ooh. I also chocolate bought hobnob. the chocolate hobnob. I totally agree with Alan. I think it's a it's a premium biscuit, and because it's got the oaty, it kind of almost feel, feels health food adjacent. Oh yeah, Should I mean I think I used to occasionally crumble normal hobnobs into like sort of yogurt and berries and pretend it was a healthy <laughs> granola. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Let me just yeah. get it. Delicious, and I love a normal hobnob as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Alan, what what was your second? I think Alan had brought a a second favourite. What a humble one. But I I have very, very happy memories of consuming them in my grandmother's house when I was a child. Not the grandmother who was married to the crazy grandfather. This one was actually very solid and lovely one. Um, It's the custard cream. Oh, always have oh, custard nice. creams. I was wondering when they'd a make it. A very simple, yeah, yeah. It's a great but biscuit. also very nice with, as I have here, a glass of milk. Also very nice with a tea, not a great coffee biscuit in my experience. No, it's not a good coffee biscuit at all. Also a great size. They're so small that like you could eat five or six of them with no judgment, you know? I certainly intend to. Michael, what's your biscuit? Yeah, so I've brought the Viscount biscuit. The Viscount um, biscuit is your favourite biscuit. I think it is, Hugh. I think it is. It's between that and the Jaffa cake. I, 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 I have to say, I thought the Jaffa cake would all have been represented uh, at this stage. A couple of things I like about it. Mint That's and dark chocolate. That's your favourite biscuit. Excellent. Mint and dark yeah, chocolate excellent is combination. such a dreadful combination. Like, neither of those things is nice. People just pretend they're nice. No, they're lovely. They're lovely. But 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 it's not just the mint and dark chocolate. There's a lovely crunchy biscuit in the middle of this. And also, it takes itself seriously. Like, look at the size of this pack, guys. There are seven biscuits in there, you know? And they're all individually wrapped. So that's that's um, terrible. I think it's a respectable Michael, biscuit for any occasion. Seven biscuits in the pack is appalling. Yeah. I know it's a high it's a it's a it's a it's high cost per biscuit. That's, that's a bad thing. Earlier in my household discussion about that, that was the suggested one uh, for at least favourite by my husband, the Viscount. Mm. Oh no! So for anyone who doesn't know what these are, it is a 
a, a puck of biscuit with a little wafer of mint sort of paste on top of it, uh, entirely surrounded in, in dark chocolate. Delicious. Really delicious. I love it. Red it kind pepper. of is the you of biscuits. Thanks very much. No. Uh. <laughs> Alan, the Viscount. Now. It sounds like you're calling him the Viscount. Alan, I... the, the Viscount. No, no, I don't. I don't. I have no truck with titles of nobility. Um, I... Your grandfather certainly wouldn't. No. Um, I very much enjoy Viscount personally. But I am, I, I am very open to the idea that like not everybody enjoys mint in a confection. You know, some people, hmm. they want, they, they will have a mint, like they'll have a polo mint or a soft mint, or they might have chewing gum, but not everybody enjoys mint with chocolate. I myself very much enjoy mint, hmm. but like a, a mint choc ice cream, for example. Um, yeah, and so And uh, there's a thing you can get in Lidl that's a bit like a Magnum, um, but it's a, uh, it's, it's a kind of a knockoff Magnum, but it's got mint in it, and... Dale Farm do one called a Rapture, which is a very similar idea. And I'm very fond of those. But I, I am also, it's a bit like, you know, people who are kind of, they want to be into the Smiths, but just Morrissey's voice drives them mental. You know, the people who are just, they're a bit like that. You know, and I feel like just mint is not for yeah. everyone. Like I have two children. One of them really enjoys a, a mint um, situation. One of them really does not. It's more though, Michael, that you've got the entire range of biscuits before you. And that's what you take. You know, like, like that's I'd, what it sets me. I, 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 I eat a Viscount. Great biscuit. Could but, I add? I think part of the motive, part of, um, the whole thing about being individual. You know, when you get those big boxes of of the afternoon tea in USA and all those ones, yeah, or the Marks and Spencers ones, the tins of biscuits, like the kind of real granny tins of biscuits you get at Christmas, which are yeah. making a bit of a resurgence of late. I keep kind of encouraging yeah. them, but like. The one that comes in the shiny foil wrapper in those mm. is always one of the nicest ones. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like yeah, the marketing absolutely. department of the Viscount have really capitalised on that. There's like, yeah. there's a generation of people who grew up as children always wanted to get the one that was wrapped yeah, but in the crucially, foil. that one is a sort of golden yeah. crunchy biscuit with milk chocolate on it and a more custard cream style filling usually. Rather than oh, it is. You're right. Chocolate, you know. Can, can I, so guys, we've got through the ones that we love. Can I, can I ask you another question, which is that if you could combine the elements of any three biscuits to make the ideal treat, what would it be? So if you can take component parts from different biscuits, put them together, what would be your your uh, your killer biscuit? See, I, I've thought about this kind of thing a lot, and I just think those things, because you know every, every so often, Cadbury's will release a new bar where they try to do interesting things, but yeah. it's never as good as the classics. I don't want to be rude about it, but I'm, I'm going to reject the premise of your question. I'm going to reject it using a visual aid. What I'm going to do now is I'm going okay. to take a custard cream, I'm going to put a hobnob yeah. on the custard cream, <laughs> I'm gonna take okay, another custard cream. Doctor Tara, look away, look away. Of of two custard creams with a hobnob inside it. I'm gonna take a bite, and I'm pretty confident it's gonna be less than the sum of its parts. He's going for it's a, it's a thick it's a thick mouthful of biscuit that he's taking in there. Okay, Michael. You're not you're not what getting the value of any of them. Is what no. I'd say there. No, you know. seven layers no. in that sandwich. It's no. like it's like the Louvre, basically. The Louvre is the mukbang. Of art. You know? Yeah. It's just like too much going in too fast. Yeah. They've just turned turned on the art hose yeah, and sprayed exactly. in your face. Exactly. Hugh, you know Hugh, do you know yeah. what a mukbang is? No, no. I thought it was just that, that his biscuits have been in his mouth. So Michael, do you know what a mukbang is? where someone eats an awful lot of food on camera? Yeah, I think so. Usually over the internet, yeah. yeah. I think it started in Korea or something. Yeah. Like that guy, that really small Japanese guy who eats the hot dogs and he dips them in water first. He'd be a big mukbang kind of guy. Yeah, see, we're on to competitive eating, Alan. Now that's uh, 
That's something I, I, I'm, I'm not, very not, into. I was telling my bravado on this podcast. I have no interest in competitive eating. It sounds utter to join us. Oh, you haven't seen Joey Chestnut eat 144 eggs. Oh, are they boiled? In 10 minutes. Hard-boiled eggs, yeah. Food is very pleasurable. It's very enjoyable to eat food. It's nice. And I feel yeah. like eating on a clock or trying to eat more food than somebody else on purpose, it just, it seems like it completely misses... You sound Everything like a, that priest, is nice about a priest lecturing about yeah, the do. evils of pornography. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> and it yeah. takes something that is a gift and it puts it <laughs> on the clock for the enjoyment of others. Yeah. And yeah, you did have, so you do, I mean, if, if you, I if, mean, I could, if I couldn't see the Wu-Tang bit, it would, you would have sort of a priest-like quality there. I have a thing written on my arm. I can't see it now. Is that a tattoo? I, well, I was, it's a George Fox quote. I was considering getting a tattoo of it. So right. I wrote it on my arm to see how I felt about it. <laughs> Answering that of God and everyone. What what does that what, what does what does that mean? The Quakers, who gave us such delights as yeah. the Cadbury's, the Rhone, Rhone trees, the Jacobs. Um, mm-hmm. their basic metaphysics is that like there's a spark of the divine in every human being, and that like when you come together, that's that's God, you know, and. Yes. Uh, but as a result, they're kind of radical egalitarians. They don't have a clergy or anything like that. So they're very kind of, everybody is at exactly the same level and anybody's right. opinion on anything is as valid as anybody else's. But they have these quite, you know, very kind of respectful decision-making structures as a result. But anyway, the point is that, you know, it, it, only it's very easy to see the, the light of God shining in you. You know, you're, it, by, if your, your inner light shines very brightly, if I may say. Especially when she's that close to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking speaking of having respect for everyone's decisions, my answer to this question would have been, I, I think you guys are not going to respect this because what I thought was if you got the orange jelly from the jacket, okay, we're already in a put that, place. Put that with put that with the chocolate from a bourbon cream. Oh, the worst and then also chocolate. Put that with the, the put that with the stuff from the middle of the Oreo. So there's no dead weight. I don't know. So if it's, it's just cream. Even a it's just cream anymore. and jelly. What? I, well, I think the overall effect would be like kind of like a fancy toothpaste kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, because would be a delicious. bourbon cream, again, a bourbon cream yeah. is something yeah. I could eat like 40 of them without stopping. They're and yet nice. they're not really very nice, Michael. They're really not. You know? <laughs> they're they're often, nice. often on the same plate as a custard cream. And a custard cream is a vastly superior biscuit. Yeah. I would they're say that was biscuits. a poorly catered event. And they remind me of, you know, in a and b when there's, <laughs> and I'll still eat all three of them within seconds of arriving when there's like a little packet of biscuits in a, in a B&B. Beside the little, the yeah, little. Yeah, 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 and I, yeah, I haven't yeah. felt the same about that since I discovered what the cleaners do to all the the stuff on that tea tray. So, what? Apparently... Do I just just pause there for a second on you? You just described eating biscuits, then learning a fact, and that fact affecting your ability to enjoy biscuits at a later. No, no, time. no the biscuits are fine because they're packaged. They're okay, packaged. So do, do we want to? Whatever we're about to say, do we want to foist this on the listeners? Are we going to ruin somebody's holiday? By telling them what the cleaners in the B&B do. Well, and okay, listener, them. skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear something else. <laughs> but apparently, they, they, you know the, the towels that they used to, like the, the towel you use on your body, the cleaner will then use that to buff all the, surf, the yeah. surface of the room. And they'll just use that to like clean out the, the cups yeah. and stuff in I've the room. I've certainly heard same rag for everything. Yeah. <laughs> they don't wash the yeah. cups. No, 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 apparently not. No, apparently nothing no. really gets washed in a hotel room. I have, I've gone on record on this podcast before. I have a lot of concerns about this. Mm. I've t- Hugh, I've discussed this with you. You know the fancy cushions and stuff and the, the soft furnishings in the room? Like, you have, you, like, we are so reliant on the kindness and the, the good behaviour of others. I mean, God knows yeah. what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know? 
But like, only is that not essentially a, a basic description of the fundamentals of human society? Yeah, no, you're dead right. You're absolutely right. You know, right. like in a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a no, kind of right. Jean-Jacques Rousseau yeah. social contract kind of sense. Yeah, no, you've, 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 yeah, I suppose it is, it is, that, that's, that's true. I have a friend who spent a, a summer working as a night porter or a night manager or night, whatever, concierge in quite a fancy hotel in Belfast. He said, first of all, like the number of people who, when they get checked into their room, decide that they don't like their room and want a different room. He's like, it's insane. Like it's, it's, it's maybe not half, but it's like a third or a quarter. And like, really? they're constantly juggling their bookings because like a very significant proportion of people go in, see the room and then say, I don't like the room. I want I to go. Did, I, Alan, I did this twice in the same hotel last month. But, but there's, a, there's a second, there's a, there's a sequel. He said a significant subset of that group will do a number two in the toilet and not flush it. Oh, well, the so first hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I, I admitted to membership of the first. This is this is why I wanted to be careful before you started putting your hand up. Yeah. So Anya, why did you reject the two? The first. Well, first two of all, rooms? I like kind of a nineteen seventies businessman. Never take the first room; they show you. You know, always that. There's someone's always on the make. No, uh, but uh, we got to the hotel. We'd been to this hotel twice before, right? Really liked it. Got there, and we got a a a. a, a it was on the ground floor, but it just had a very damp smell, which I found very unsettling, right? Anya, can I visualise? Can I just paint a picture of what I think happened? So I think your husband goes in with you, carrying the suitcase. He sort of looks in, looks around. He's like, yeah, this looks lovely. You strolling in behind him, right? Looking like a 20s gangster, okay? <laughs> right. Cigar, hat, long coat. First of all, you don't touch anything with your hands. In fact, your hands, you're probably, your arms aren't even in your sleeves. Your coat <laughs> yeah, is just around, right? Right. <laughs> right. You don't touch anything with your hands. You just push doors open with your foot. And you're like, no, like, no, well, no. Leather, no, 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 shoe. this will not do. Is that, yeah? No, that kind of... Down to reception. Down to reception with. So usually my husband goes in on the first wave, right? And he's very nice. And usually, but if he doesn't get what he wants, I get drafted in sort yeah. of like, you know, that gunship, the Helga that came up the Liffey during the 1916 <laughs> rising. And I, uh, so we, we, got, we got moved to a second one, right? And the air conditioning unit was broken. Now, I think these are legitimate concerns. That, yeah, and I no, said, that's can fair we, enough. Can we, can we move again? But then at the end of it, right? So the air conditioning, we had another big row about it because they were like, we don't turn the air con on if, unless it's above a certain temperature. And I was like, but sir, please, I'm from Ireland. Everything feels above a certain temperature to me. <laughs> so anyway, we had to sleep with the window open at night. But when we got home, my husband was like, I heard something when we were there and I didn't want to tell you that in Ibiza, when we were there, there was a massive problem with snakes. And <laughs> there, there were snakes. Like, cause I couldn't understand why at night I was like, oh, we'll just leave the door open. He was like, oh yeah, I mean, or we could just close it. Uh, apparently there was a massive problem with snake eggs coming in on olive trees that were being imported <laughs> and then hatching. And there was like something like, the, the number of snakes per person on the island of Ibiza at the moment is insane. And uh, so he had to sleep every night thinking that, that snakes were going. Look, I stand by it. Never take the first room they give you, people. Guys, we'll get into our second category, which is the biscuit that you hate. I think, Alan, we're going to turn to you first. Okay, now, this is... This is not great, okay? So, first of all, I have, I have a neighbour whose catchphrase among the neighbourhood children is even a bad pizza is a good pizza, which is a good way of thinking about the world. <laughs> the thing about pizza is even a bad pizza is a good pizza. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, so there aren't really that many biscuits that I'm not willing to eat. Some of them are quite dull, right? So I actually have three <laughs> biscuits here <laughs> that I don't like. But I don't like them all for okay. different reasons, right? So the first one, this is gonna, I know this is going to be the most controversial. 
Digestive. Digestive. I'm not one about wow. that. But what I will say about the digestive is, like, I remember as a child, I used to have digestive with butter on them. They're really nice. And like digestive with stuff on them. Mm. You know, I understand the whole idea, but I, I've been putting cheese in a digestive would be great. But I just feel like on its own, it's quite dull. Now, what I really wanted to get but could not find was a biscuit my grandfather, he of the standardised plugs, used to love, which was called a gold grain. Which was just. Oh, yes! It yes. was like, imagine yes. if there was a room full of people who had to carve things and, and cry. And then you got all the tears and the sawdust and put them together into a biscuit. That's what it was like. It was like toil and tears. It was grim. And it was the only biscuit ever in my granddad's house. I'm in this fucking man's house. Change his goddamn plugs. I want a snack. And he's got these stupid gold grain biscuits. But he's got a stack of newspapers from 1965. But he won't buy a biscuit. Anyway. Um, but I love the music granddad. So I just, I feel like, I, I, what I really want, I can't stand gold grains and I have a really unpleasant childhood experience with them. But like digestives are fine, like they're grand. But like with other stuff, I like they can be very nice with peanut butter on them. Oh. Like Nutella is very nice on a digestive, and actually, honestly, just a little bit of butter. But I feel like on its own, is that what I mean, again? So, so then the other one I have is the polo. That's an outrageous call. Which is just that is a crap biscuit. It's but just again, a it's drab. Kind of, it's the thing that again, I, I, like, I kind of agree with everyone's view on this, which is that it's a bit dull, but like, it's still also mm. a very pleasant experience. Well, to very can, you, can you just explain what that is? Because I think the polo, dry. I don't know how widespread the polo is geographically. What, what, what actually is a polo biscuit? It's kind of like coconut flavor. It's, it's like if a if a rich tea was trying to pretend it was shortbread, but failing. Yeah. Mm. And it had some coconut yeah. flavour in it. That's the best way I can describe it. So it's like, it's a drier, it's in the rich tea family, but it's drier as coconut. With a hint of coconut. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm yeah. having a little sip of coffee. It's got a, nice, like. got a nice ripple though on the top, which I like. Nice texture, nice texture. It's dimpled, it's dimpled center. It's too dry. And it's like, I also haven't wanted about a Viennese whirl, which I appreciate isn't a biscuit. But yeah, I just, in the absence of gold, what I, what I want to is the boring biscuits. But I also have, I have a quite a controversial third Haitian biscuit. Okay. You are eating all of them as we go, which I, I, I you know, I appreciate your commitment. I, well, I didn't need a digestive. Because I don't want, my, my wife really likes digestive. I'm not going to open this packet and get them all stale. Like, she'll eat them at some point. My last one, it's a little political, is... <laughs> it is. Bear with me. I'll explain how it's political. Okay, okay. It is called a pink and white. Oh. Is it oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So this is like an ice cream wafer with with multicolored marshmallow sandwich well, between it's it. Kind of a, it's it? kind of a an, a diet industry. It is a diet exactly yeah. exactly. So I had a girlfriend once whose mother had lost like twelve stone or something like that in Weight Watchers. The entire press it was just had Weight Watchers. And the thing, like when I was talking about why I don't like mukbangs and things like that, or mukbangs, like it's it's a pretend biscuit. Like it is, in, like it's it's not even real marshmallow. And kind of rubbery. Yeah, it's it's foam. It's, it's, yeah, it's foam. Uh, it's like it looks like a toy. Yeah, it's like eating it weird like a toy foam biscuit. and really bland wafer. It's not nice, right? Yeah. So it's a pretend biscuit to make fat people yeah. feel bad about themselves. Like it's just, it's part of a whole world of like moralizing about food and moralizing about weight. And like I'm a big enough guy. You know what I don't need? I don't need skinny people to tell me I'm fat. Do you know what? I already know that. And like every time I walk out the door or turn on the television or look at the internet, I'm reminded that the world thinks being fat is terrible. And when like skinny people are like, oh, would you ever get back into running? I'm like, 
fuck off. Leave me alone. I know exactly what body I'm living in. I am the one living in it all day, every day. And I just, like, I feel like the 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 the, the, the joyless, horrible, grim, sweetener-filled biscuit that's just there. And, like, I also think, I mean, you know, as a man in my 40s, I get away with being a bit overweight and people kind of look the other way. And especially as a lawyer, people expect their lawyers to look a bit well-fed. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't... <laughs> If you don't look like you're at risk of gout, they're like, oh, get me another one, he might be better. But, like, the way women are, like, the way women's bodies are policed is just bananas. Well, the fact know? that they are pink biscuits as well, they're very mm. much, for, for the, the well, ladies' so. biscuits. Because, Alan, I also, I knew somebody as well whose mother had lost a load of weight, and she was also obsessed with those pink and white biscuits in the kind of Ooh. early noughties. This is obviously a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually like, can't eat more of this. Goodbye. But it's, it's that thing again where, like, yeah, leave, what, leave the nice things be nice, you know? Like, you can yeah. eat your carrots, you can eat your broccoli, you can eat all of that. But, like, if you want to have a biscuit, like, at least have a nice biscuit rather than the fake biscuit, I guess. I, I, yeah. I personally really like carrots and broccoli. I very much enjoy them. Mm. I mean, the thing is, like, if it, like if dieting worked, do you know what I mean? If people were going to Weight Watchers for, like, two years, if they, like, consistently kept the weight off, and there was, like, some sort of scientific basis for this then fine, right? But like, even if we accepted that being fat is bad, and I'm not really sure that we should, right? But even if even if we did, like, dieting doesn't work at all. There's absolutely no scientific basis no, for the idea. Actually, that people, it's the opposite. Like, people relapse from Weight Watchers into eating disorders. Yeah. You lose weight and you put on more weight afterwards. Like, there was like, there's an absolute wealth of scientific literature that shows that like, all of these things exist to keep you coming back, to keep you going, mm. no matter what. Because, you know, you can always keep, oh, she fell back, she fell off the wagon. She went and fucking ate a load of food and now she's back in Weight Watchers. You know, like as if it was some sort of fucking 12-step addiction program. Like, it's just food. Do you know? It doesn't have moral value. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's that's my political yeah. rant. I won't go any further. No, I love it. I just want to... My, my spoken, I, I, I really want to ban Operation Transformation. Just like, Fuck those people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just, yeah. It's like, do you, do you know Sophie White? She has a great... Um, she has an essay about a TV show called The Swan. Remember The Swan? Oh, yes. I have seen The Swan. Yes. And like, yes. that is the absolute nadir of this particular way of seeing the world. Where you basically, like, essentially, like, an American man would bring his wife along to the TV studio to, like, Amanda Byram. You know, like, one of the one of the world's most beautiful women. And you're like, yeah. hi, Amanda. My wife's not looking too hot these days. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here to get her the full serve. Give her the works, Amanda. <laughs> and like pokes her in with a stick, right? And then it's just like a few episodes like, you see her on the fucking treadmill. And then like the doctor's there drawing on her in a big black marker. Breaking her and nose, resetting it. They get a load of plastic surgery. They get sent on a crash diet. They go to a bit of counselling to work on like their issues. And like, I, I mean... I have in my professional life had lots of reason to cross-examine a lot of mental health professionals, right? So I, like all lawyers, once I've cross-examined more than three event thing, I decide that I know more about it than this. But like, even <laughs> I understand that like a meaningful therapeutic relationship requires confidentiality. So like, if your therapist is willing to provide you with therapy on TV, get a new fucking therapist. <laughs> like immediately. Danger Will Robinson, danger. That is not a good therapist. I don't care how good friends they are with the man I bar, think we need you know? to do an episode on these shows, to be honest. But the same goes for oh, Operation yeah. Transformation as well. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, we're, we're, and where something is set for entertainment, and an RTE now say it's for entertainment only, but it's still funded by the HSE. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Michael. Well, sorry, the one, the one I hate, I, I actually went down a very similar road uh, to two of Alan's picks there, because my pick for the one rich that tea. I hate, I don't think it's fair to say I hate it. I went for a rich tea. The classic one. Yeah, but, but like, it, it's such a... 
it's it's such a wimpy and underpowered biscuit, you know, like it really suffers in comparison to the digestive and, and obviously it's not even in the same league as the hobnob. But Michael, I suppose the thing with the, the great strength of the rich tea is eating it with other things, for example. And and I appreciate that doesn't yeah. necessarily save it in this discussion because a rich tea with Nutella, for example, yeah, fantastic. And what the rich tea has over the digestive when you put other stuff with it is the rich tea has an unbelievable crunch to it, you know? And so what I would say when I yeah. make a chocolate biscuit cake, right? I remember someone telling me to make with digestives you don't need the digestive you want the crunch you've already you're already filling this chocolate biscuit cake with so much chocolate and condensed milk which is pure sugar anyway and um, that you don't need it you yeah, need the crunch true. of the rich tea so that's what the rich tea is for but i'll accept that as a biscuit qua biscuit uh yeah yeah yes. less, less I, I i mean i find myself in in hugh's analysis from a chocolate biscuit cake perspective I find myself in profound agreement with you. I think that the way you have just described that is perfect. What I will say in favour of the rich, and I, I, I think the idea of putting other things in them, like, you know when you people make those things with, like, a bit of chocolate and a marshmallow and a smarty, like, for a kid's party, that kind of thing? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. 80s. Yeah. Rich tea, vastly better base for that than mm. a digestive. Because yeah. digestive is just bringing too much so, additional... So what we're saying is it's probably a good ingredient, right? But as a biscuit... It's not really at the right. I want to say one thing in favour of the rich tea. And I say this as a man. I had a rich tea today. I was at a, I was at a Quaker meeting. And they always have tea and biscuits afterwards. And uh, you see, I thought I was yeah. taking the piss. But I really do go to Quaker meetings. But I um, yeah, I had a rich tea with a cup of tea. And it was really delicious. And I feel like, in fairness yeah. to the makers of rich tea, I mean, the clue is in the name. Like, it's written right there on the pack. Mm. Like, yeah. what beverage yeah. should yeah. you have this with? Have it with tea. It is for having with tea. There's something like, sort of like a restrained elegance to the rich tea, I would say. It's not you know, trying it's, to it's, be anything it's not. So for my uh, least favourite, I have brought the bourbon. Okay. Ooh. The, the wow. bourbon Shots is... Shots fired. I, I think it's... A, yeah. a, a, it's a... It's a basic biscuit, you know what I mean? Mm. And it just gets rolled out at anything from your Quaker meetings. No, no, they they do rich tea. Just rich tea. Just rich tea. Yeah. Uh to yeah. your to your 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 funeral, to your to your hospital. I would imagine a hospital AA meetings. Um B and B uh, tea station. Blood donation clinic. Blood, you know, it's it's the everyman biscuit, but I think it pretends to be something it's not. It's 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 just it's just to digest a bit a little dress, you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll have a taste. Can I, I ask you a question? Could, is, I couldn't, is it, just, couldn't disagree with you more. Couldn't disagree with you more. I think they're it, delicious. Just before before Michael comes in and says whatever flim flam crap he wants to say, can I just ask <laughs> Anya, if I understand your logic correctly, and I think I agree with this, is the problem with the bourbon not so much that it is in and of itself quite a, a limited biscuit. It's the it's the delusions of grandeur. Yes. It's that it presents itself as though it's going to be up there with the hobnob, but actually it's perfect. Like, look at my layers. I've got three layers. I have a creamy middle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what flavour yeah, is yeah. it? Is it meant to be chocolate? It doesn't really have a flavour. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not like a, It's like a memory of chocolate. Yeah. So Michael, should we turn to ones that we've never had? Well, Hugh, Hugh oh, has one that he hates, right? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm uh, going to annoy Michael with this. Okay. Oh, Viking, is it? Oh, take the dreadful Jaffa oh, cake. My, oh, my Hugh, that's oh, insanity. No, are... Oh, my that's God. crazy. Jaffa cakes are amazing. Hugh, like, no. do your listeners know where you live? Like, you are in deep shit. First of all, you've got the dark chocolate. You've got the dark chocolate, which is a bad start. You've got the not very nice sponge. And then you've got, yeah, an orangey jelly inside, which I just don't need. And 
To be honest, it's so long since I've had a Java cake. And again, I'm going to eat this and it's probably going to be reasonably tasty because it's a biscuit or a cake. But, um, Anya, are you with me on this? No? I, I don't like them. I only think there's a certain interesting anthropological thing about the way that the jelly kind of peels off the yeah, sponge. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm eating so, it now and you're like, this is a waste of a biscuit that I could be eating. Yeah, and you've polished a lot. The nicest thing is that you can, well, you can so take, only as you say, you can, you can, so what I would do is I'd eat the entire sponge first, then you put the the jelly that's covered in chocolate into your mouth, and you can entirely clean the jelly and be left oh, with like this little no. disc of jelly in your mouth. It's amazing. No, I don't like it. It's not. It's like it's a little nice. kind of Eucharist size orange lozenge. <laughs> That you just put on your tongue and allow it melt into your it palate. Is. Oh yeah, it's delightful. I think I'd rather have I'd rather have the Eucharist though, to be honest. I quite like a Jaffa cake myself. Yeah. I'm I'm very Great. fond of them. My children enjoy them. But I'm honestly like I feel like I feel like people who like Jaffa cakes, I mean they really fucking like them. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like you you've you've kind of I just have this image of like angry villages with Villagers with like torches and Alan, pitchforks if you've coming for you. To the toasty episode, I've already alienated a lot of people. You know, in fact, if you listen to any episode, I feel I've alienated a lot of people. But yeah, but but Alan, that's kind of the thing. It's almost like, oh my god, Jaffa cakes. It's like, well, just come on, nah. I, I think because they came in that little kind of cellophane, sexy little sleeve. They had, they were mm. sort of like the Viscount. They had a certain something extra. Ooh. You know, I've got, I've got twenty-three left. Twenty-three. And I'm not going to eat any more of them. I'm not. You can drop yeah. them into my gaff. My kids are passing off, you know, whether. 52 grams of sugar per 100 grams. That is outrageous. 52. And it doesn't even taste nice. Yeah. 52. The pink and whites. The diet yeah. biscuits. Oh. I'm just making sure I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. Per 100 grams. But they're so light. They're so light. I mean, how, how many would you have to eat? Yeah. Like the individual ones. Yeah, well. 38.3 grams of sugar. Yeah, but I mean, if you're only eating a tiny amount of it. But then, like, per, per mallow, it's five grams of sugar per, per, it's not even per biscuit. They don't even call them biscuits. That, maybe that's a con for biscuits. That, of all the sweet snacks, they have the most bad stuff in them that maybe yeah, don't Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things stuff. where, and I think we've discussed this before on you, that, like, just just go and eat a dairy milk, you know? Like, a dairy milk isn't doing you that much damage, you know? Whereas if you're See, eating... I think biscuits kind of masquerade as like I'm just the little friend that arrives mm-hmm. at the you know at the cheese station uh, whereas you know maybe it would be better but then I, I don't want to police people's food either but yeah. you know for me uh, I, 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 I'm very suspicious of them guys we have we have two two of the three categories out of the way so we're, we're rounding the horn in this episode uh, when we get on to our final category which is one that I have never tried before Anya uh, okay so I have gone for the Elite Chocolate Polo. Okay. I mean, first of all, oh. very nice very nice branding here. Uh, so this is Oh, no, I was thinking Chocolate Kimberly. Chocolate Polo. Sorry, go on. Chocolate Polo. So this is a, a polo biscuit, which we discussed as kind of a golden coconut biscuit. But this is fully enrobed in milk chocolate. Okay. So Correct it's, chocolate, it's, it's, first of all. And does it have any kind of creamy filling on it? Or is it no, just chocolate? No, it's just, it's just it's melting okay. in my hand. It's a little puck of a biscuit. I'd say that's, de- I'd say that's delicious. Absolutely gorgeous. Nice crunch with oh some milk God. chocolate around it. But the, yeah. the the dryness problem that I had earlier presumably is remedied by the milk chocolate. Yeah, and with a glass of milk, delicious. My only problem is this is not a summer biscuit. This is a winter biscuit. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I see so, where you're going. You know, I I'd be happy to revisit these in due course, but for the day that's in oh, it, you know the chocolate Kimberly that the Elise Jacobs people do, mm. and they recently started to do one where the mallow bit in the middle is chocolate flavored marshmallow. 
rather than... I think that's too much. And that's too much. You're wrong. It's, it's amazing. Is it? It's amazing. I was on the phone to a work colleague recently <laughs> and I had just had... She rang me and I just had my first bite of my first one of these. And she asked me how I was and I was just gushing. I was like, I'm, I'm amazing. I've just tasted the most <laughs> delicious biscuit ever. And she was ringing me about some incredibly grim thing to do with our job. But I was, I was so gushing and she was so, like, she, she works in Cork. She was actually so, I think she thought I'd gone completely insane. So I sent her a packet of the biscuits with a very, a very polite cover letter on head of paper. And uh, she's, she's a convert now. She's on board. <laughs> Hugh, what was the one that you've never tried before? Well, I'm pretty sure I've never tried this before. So I again have the Belmont version of it. Which is called a jammy cartwheel, but is that a wagon wheel? Yeah, that's a wagon wheel. I've yeah. never I've seen one. Wagon, so I've never wagon had a wagon. Wheel. Wagon wheel is a great biscuit. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't come oh. up yet. Great biscuit. Is it a biscuit? It's a whole. I bunch. thought it was in the bar family. It's a horrible biscuit. And have you got the one with the jam or without the jam, Hugh? That's a that's an important biscuit distinction. Biscuit filled with mallow and jam and covered with chocolate okay. favored coating. So a wagon wheel is what? It's two biscuits with jam and and marshmallow in the middle and then enrobed in a. But it's the jam is optional. Large, so the red ones have no it's jam. A large the biscuit. Yeah. It's yeah. the size of. It's a wagon it's sort of wheel. the diameter of a uh, of like a, a coffee mug oh, kind a of wagon thing. wheel. It's a good biscuit. It's not a good. It's not a good it's biscuit. Good biscuit. Oh, it's not a good Michael, biscuit. Michael, they're not nice. What I like no. about the wagon wheel nice. is you can really, because it's so big, you can really, you could, you could feel your teeth kind of pushing through the various layers of so, the biscuit. You know, you know when you've hit the mallow. I can't taste the jam. It's a chocolate flavored coating. The biscuit isn't yeah. nice. I'm not going to finish this. <sighs> that is as bad as it gets for a biscuit. Yeah. We said. Yeah. Harsh. They're not worth it. Of course you like them, Michael. Alan, what have you brought? Exactly. I actually, actually have three. This is <laughs> three types of biscuits you've never tried before. I, I couldn't decide. Well, the thing is, there's one that I wasn't sure if I'd never tried before. I'm pretty sure I haven't. It's, uh, but my son told me this morning, we were, again, at the Quakers a while ago, and he said that he'd had them, that he'd got them. But it's called um, a raspberry cream. And it's like it's, all, it's the same vibe as a, coke, as a custard cream. But it's a raspberry filling. So my son insists that he has had these recently at an event that I was also at. And the idea that we were both eating biscuits and not... But then there would have been a vast array of biscuits at this particular time. I've definitely had these before. I mean, it looks... I mean, from the end, it looks exactly like a custard cream. It's just the the little line in the middle is pink instead of being yellow. But My prediction, as as Alan crunches into it, is that he's obviously going to enjoy it because it's it's a biscuit with, with a creamy filling. But... When you're used to a custard cream and you get that instead, I think he's not going to like it as much as a custard cream. It's ironically like getting a custard donut instead of a jam donut. Mm. <laughs> Always a shock. I mean, I'll tell you, you, you are spot on. You're spot on. Your, your assessment of this is perfect. Because your body feels the custard cream shape going it's in. It's not just that. The difficulty I have with this, now in fairness, this was this entire packet was 150, so I don't know what I was expecting. But the, the raspberry flavour is really artificial. Mm. In a way that like the custard flavour and custard cream is a bit artificial, but that's fine because you're used to it. But it just it 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 there's a kind of a chemical aftertaste yeah. to the raspberry in that, which I'm kind of disappointed in because obviously it being a biscuit that I was on this podcast, I'm gonna try a biscuit I've never had before. To have it and have it be disappointing, obviously, is not great podcasting. Mm. So I also have two other I brought more. So I've got... Oh, God, maybe I have had that before. I was doing my shopping online, um, so I kind of was gauging it by the little pictures. So this is a thing called a Fox's Fabulous Chocolatey Milk 
chocolate round. Oh, these are delicious. Oh, oh, oh wow. Wow. Oh, wow. But I think, I think, are these, do these, do these show up? They in the show tins? up in boxes. In the tins. Yeah. In the tins of biscuits, yeah. yes. Sorry, yes, so actually, the, the, they're the delicious. Layer, the thickness of the chocolate yeah. on those. Yeah, and yeah. the crunch of the biscuit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is great stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the chocolate to biscuit ratio here is fit for an emperor, I have to say. <laughs> really something. I think this is the winner of the episode. Yeah, it's a great biscuit. Yeah, I think it could it's a great be. Biscuit. I think it yeah. could be. Although, yeah. we've got to see what his third is. The yeah. third one is a thing called... Just to bring it full circle, a golden Oreo. Oh yeah, okay. I think very nice. I have had before, these. but looking at it, it looks like Oreos are trying to break into the custard cream market. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Like the outside is kind of the same color as the custard cream. It's kind of a light. Yeah. So when you when you when you say biscuit, you know, not mentioning flavor, it's the color you would expect. It's kind of a, a light kind of beigey yellow. It's got this, you know, it it, it looks like a round custard. It cream looks like something Oreo bleached in Oreo. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's exactly. It's like an uh, 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 albino Oreo. <laughs> yes. How the marketing department left that one on the table, I don't know. But anyway. Um, Albinorio. Mm. Mm. She's a former Prime Minister of Australia, isn't he? <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, try and guess what you're thinking here. Because from previous experience, the, the thing that's nice about the Oreo is the, the dark taste of the cookie and then the sweet taste of the inside. This is just sweet, sweet, sweet. All layers are sweet, and it's a bit much. This is from a man who pitched the Jaffa cake goo <laughs> toothpaste. <earlier>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, you know, I mean, it has, like, one of the things that's very distinctive about Oreos is they're very salty. And so, like, this is, this, this biscuit has a real salty element. And I think, I think saltiness is actually key to a good biscuit. Mm. I think a biscuit that doesn't mm. have a bit of saltiness, you know, in terms of a flavour profile. So it has the saltiness... It is quite sweet, but it just, fundamentally, it just feels like an overdone, slightly small custard cream. Yeah. Like, it is perfectly nice. If I was offered one again, I would certainly have it. But my concern is, like, this, I mean, I don't, I can't recall, but I mean, I think this massive packet of Tesco own brand custard creams probably cost about 65p or 65 cents. And I'm sure this packet of gold and Oreos, limited edition burger, cost probably about three quid. So... You know, and that's 400 grams. I mean, just, it's, they're fine, but He's like... talking a big game. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, price point is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to ask a question. Yes? I'm conscious we've gotten this far yeah. without discussing dunking biscuits in hot beverages. Yes. Which seems to me to be something that now, I am not a fan of this. But no. my rationale is not because of the effect it has on the biscuit, which is often quite yeah. right. My rationale is... I had a great love of the last gulp of a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Yeah. Just the last big kind of mouthful. And if you dunk biscuits in it, that is full of biscuit grease. Yeah. And it really undermines the finishing off of the hot beverage. Alan, Ma Michael is sort of sociopathically nodding along. Ma Michael, when did you last have a cup of tea or coffee, would you say? I mean, it was the 90s. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know... These two. These two. Yeah. Not tea or coffee yeah. drinkers. yeah. What about milk? Do you dunk them in milk? I mean, I feel like the I quite like the last gulp of Not the glass of milk. Not regularly, but 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 I think we discussed this on the uh, on the cereal episode. You know, any sort of, anything sort of grainy in it, in it, like a milky. It's not a, it's not a good situation. You know, it's not. It's not. No, it's not mm. nice. no. Guys, I have my biscuit uh, that I've never tried before, and actually, guys, 
this is one that the world has never tried before. Um, I've been talking a big game about this idea for well over a decade, I think, and today is, is the day of. Oh my gosh, you didn't do it. I, I finally no. brought it to life. This is the savory cookie, okay? You are so disgusting. Now, hang animal. on a sec. So I'm going to try and remind the listener. We actually brought this up on our first Christmas episode. Uh, so if you go back to 2021, Christmas 2021, our Christmas episode. So Michael used to discuss this before he began to bake when we were in college. And he suggested that he, we would bake a cookie. And instead of using sugar, you would use salt. And instead of using chocolate chips you would use uh, chunks of ham and mushroom. Yes. So Michael, have you have you stuck to that? So what I've done, Hugh, I've, I've gone, I would say a step further in both directions, right? So what I've done is I've used a standard cookie base, but I've added additional salt to it. So it still has the sugar, okay? And then oh, and then in, in place of where you would, you would expect to see chocolate chips, what I've done is I've added in mushrooms, tomatoes, and chorizo. Um, I actually just gagged a bit there. So, that is vile. I just, can I just say, like, I was. Yes. Hugh and Anya were obviously prepared for this moment in the sense that had been raised at a previous stage. I haven't listened to that episode, and I, I am not a man who is usually stuck for words, but I, I am, I am just entirely gobsmacked <laughs> by everything I've heard over the course of the last ninety seconds, and I just. It's like I'm watching a car crash. Part of me is just like, I can't stop watching it. And part of me just wants to see how this pans out. But I, it, this, this the part all... part of me thinks you should call the police. This, absolutely. This, all this, this entire thing, this seems horrific. You know, there's a perimeter being formed around Michael's house. <laughs> so hang on. So well, when you held that up, I thought those were, I thought those were like maybe glacé cherries or raisins. No. But no. you were telling me that what's sticking out there is chunks of chorizo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Michael, talk us through. Well, I've eaten. Oh my God. What I'll say is, the, mush- the mushroom was a misstep, okay? I should have left the mushroom out. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that straight up. But you know the way right. with some cookies, you'll have like caramel chocolate and the caramel kind of suffuses through the whole biscuit. Mm. That's happened here, but with the chorizo. So the oil from the chorizo is kind of oh. right through the biscuit. So the papri- paprika flavor mm. overloads. I will say, it's not bad. It's, I, like, I think I'll be finishing this No, one, I think know? it's bad. Because it looks like something that came out of the bowel of roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, Michael, morally, that's bad. Like, whatever about taste-wise. But, Michael, are you telling me if you invited people over for brunch that you'd be saying, let me cook you up a couple of daddy's big biscuits? Maybe what i do is I'd serve them to them first, and then when they're eating them, they'd be like, oh, these are very nice to say. Well, let me tell you what's in them, you know? I think you'd know, though, because it tastes strongly of there's, there's, so. there's a problem with the link of your logic there, Michael. The bit where they eat it and say, this is very nice. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That is a fantasy on your part. No, the, mushroom, the mushroom's did, gone, gone badly wrong. Did, did you just make a batch of one of these? No, I've got a few of them here. Oh, God. What, oh my God. What are you going to do with them? Oh, Michael. Post them to your enemies? <laughs> Oh, as you would a bag of human feces. There you can see uh, tomato and chorizo and mushroom all on display there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a mushroom <laughs> Michael what kind of sorry what kind of mushroom did you use did you use like a dried mushroom like a seps or did you use a button mushroom a little mushroom? button mushroom yeah diced it up good and small that must be so wet it is it is it's not good yeah it's quite cold but Michael did, did you <laughs> so, so, but, so it's a sugary mushroom it's not the sugary oh, sugary God. oily meaty mushroom <laughs> yeah it is yeah. 
just yeah. and you're chowing down there and what, what would you would you like do you see that as like a snack as a breakfast food as a lunch uh... like I, I don't think it's going to take on that's what I'll say I mean the, uh, <laughs> you know I've been talking like, about like it for a while if a social worker went into your house right now <laughs> like those children would rightfully be removed from your care yeah. oh absolutely well, I've always I so I, and I like Michael I, I you know the, the, I've, I've worked in various jobs where at various points, I've had the discussion about the standards that are held by Tusla as to cases in which they will take action. This is off the charts. Yeah. I, sorry, I also have significant yeah. amount of experience in the, in the realm of, of the legal ramifications of child protection. And uh, I, I think that you have just received some very high quality legal <laughs> advice from our friend and colleague Hugh. And I would suggest that you take it. <laughs> Alan has had his head in his hands since I since I brought this biscuit out. I just I I mean I just I have I was I was not emotionally prepared, but like it, it just yeah. Michael, have you shown your wife this? I did. What did she say? She she actually she took the children. She's <laughs> staying at her mother's. She she literally did not reply. She just she just looked at them and walked away. Yeah 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 yeah. And she rock sense that woman, which I think was her being. Charitable, <laughs> you know. I think that but, was. So, but you, you, just for the listener, Michael is down. To, he's eaten the whole biscuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually licking his fingers. <laughs> well, I have to. They're quite oily. They're, they're, there's quite a lot of oil coming out of these things. <laughs> and what are you going to do with the other two? Eat them? Uh, I'd say I'll have another one later tonight. I might pick out the mushrooms first, though. There's a reason they don't put them in biscuits. Now we know. Then we know. Well, you know what? I, I, I knew I, before. I didn't need this experience to know why there's no mushrooms in biscuits. I mean, like, so... That was... That is... That is wrong, Michael. I've eaten some weird shit in my time, but dude. <laughs> I think, can we... can we, Michael, you're going to eat one more of them tonight. Can we send the other to Dr. Tara and get her analysis on it? <laughs> Listen, listen, i got to stay on the right side of Dr. Tarn, okay? Just, yeah. So, uh, I guess all, all that's left is for you and Alan here to decide if biscuits are a, a legitimate like. I suppose I'm in the position, though, where I've eaten two biscuits tonight that I didn't like at all, and then one biscuit that is a is a perfectly nice biscuit, but actually I, it certainly isn't definitely my favourite. But you know what? I think probably a deciding factor here is, Alan, you have two children, and... They are going to have an absolute whale of a time over the next couple of days because of the quantity of biscuits in your house, aren't they? If any of them get to them. I think so. I mean, like, I, I, I'm sure the suspense is killing everybody about which way a man who likes biscuits so much they had to buy eight packets when he was asked to buy three. Which way I'm going to vote on this? Including including the one that I had the rant about diet culture with. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly in the tank. For biscuits, I think they're very legitimate. Like now, I do, I I wasn't aware of the very limited amount of tea and coffee drinkers on this podcast mm-hmm. until very recently, and I do feel like my my great love of biscuits, and I do love a biscuit. It's very wrapped up in tea and coffee drinking, okay. and so, or or also cold glass milk, which I have also enjoyed this evening. So I'm I'm kind of interested to know like. I don't think I would like biscuits as much as I do, and I like them a great deal, and I'm fully voting in favour of them being legitimate. Like, but I'm interested to know, Hugh and Michael, like in your enjoyment of biscuits, do you just like balls it out solo, or do you have a kind of <laughs> uh, 
like do you, do you would you have like a red lemonade or something? You know what I mean? Like what do you what do you have with <laughs> nice. your biscuits? Would you, or do would you, you just travel back to 1993? Is what we're asking. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing here? Um, well, first of all, um, you see, I don't really drink anything other than water. Um, but that's all right. I mean, no, I'd, I, I'm happy having a biscuit on its own. Or a, to be honest, I don't eat very many biscuits these days. I don't buy very many biscuits. I do eat biscuits that I make myself. So I make, I, I relatively frequently would make a shortbread or a chocolate chip cookie, or I make ginger bisc- ginger biscuits quite a lot now. But uh, yeah, just I'm in terms of my own trauma, can you just assure me that you don't put mushrooms in anything? Because I just need no, 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 no. no. I make oh, biscuits, not, not crimes against humanity. Not, not items that feature in the European Convention of Human Rights. Right up, right up. But uh, yeah, I'm just happy eating a biscuit on its own. And I mean, I think you know, we, it's tempting to say that if Will was here, he'd say biscuits are propping up the capitalist agenda. But or he might say something about how it's it's bad to eat them. But I think Will had a legitimate, if flawed, argument against breakfast cereals, which is about the yeah. whole idea of marketing yep. them as being healthy. People, with the exception of your your pink and whites, people aren't really marketing biscuits as healthy. We know they're little treats, and I think they're they're delicious little treats. So yeah, I think they're definitely a legitimate like. Great, Onion Michael, you join us on the pro biscuit. No, I, I would have no? I would have said oh. not a legitimate like. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh my I, god, what a twist! I, I just think in the I don't have a problem with them. I just think in the pantheon of confectionery. They'll just never be the thing I'd, I'd, I'd go for. You know, I much prefer a pastry or a little cake or something. I'm, I, you know, just not a biscuit guy, you know? Mm. Right, well, I think that's uh, so another... Another another cracker in the can. Yeah, another. I was hoping somebody would... I, very yeah. briefly, Alan, are you a fan of crackers? Like the kind of classic Jacob's cream cracker? No, yeah, like not white people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean... I mean, like, you know the way you can get, like, I, you can get, like, a... A water biscuit. A charcoal oat cracker. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you yeah. mean just like a classic. I mean a normal like, I mean, enough cracker. Like the digestive yeah, so like a, of a, crackers. A, a, cream, a cream cracker or maybe yeah. a car's table water biscuit. But mm. I, I do like them, but I, I, I would not be somebody who enjoys eating them on their own. Yeah. I did as a child. One of the few things my granddad always had in his house was cream crackers. And I used to, when I was over there doing various chores, plugging his fridge back in and throwing out his mouldy food, um, I would enjoy a cream cracker with a little bit of butter on it. Well, Alan, thank you for coming back on. I hope you've enjoyed eating your way through this episode as much as you did the last one. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a while before I uh, manage to oust David Kenny, but I will ultimately best him, mm. just as I bested and vanquished William. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a spiteful man. It's all about the long grass with me, you know. Just take my time. See you, see you bag. Thank you very much. It's been lovely. I've very much enjoyed it. It was nice to see you all. Michael and Anya, thank you for producing. Thanks for having us. Anytime. Still licking my fingers here. Thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. If you've been affected by some of the issues that Michael raised today, please, uh, for appropriate people, um, please follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate and review us as well. Please recommend us to your friends in case they haven't heard the podcast yet. And please get in touch with us on Twitter and on Instagram at Legitimate Likes. And also go back and listen to episode 75 if you want to hear Alan eating cereal with us. So until the next time, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. See you wafer. Hold up. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.